If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. The numbers told the story they always do. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN. Good Friday morning to you. Good Friday morning to you. It is a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. Visa.com, the Visa app, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV, all proudly brought to you by BetMGM. It's Gil Alexander. It's Kelly Bidlin. The reason I uh, laugh there, Kelly, is because uh, I may be focused in on quarter numbers of the French Open. Like, and then, it, the sn- and then the show snuck up on me. Oh, 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 oh. I, was, I thought you were going to say, uh, as in, there's some number you're looking at that oh. is so ridiculous you just laughed at it. And there's nothing ridiculous, but I would like to give you my thoughts as, as something that does not seem to exist in Las Vegas quite yet, uh, but is available to DraftKings jurisdiction yep. folks. So we'll uh, talk about those momentarily, as a matter of fact. Uh, and we'll talk to Ben Wilson about his thoughts on the uh, French Open and college baseball a little later on the show. Pete Futak on college football. How about that? The, the early, early, early look at some thoughts that he might have. Macro on college football, some season wins. Maybe some maybe some week zero thoughts. I don't know. We'll find out what pizza all about. Paul Carr, final weekend of the Premier League, relegation or not. He has thoughts on that and a bet, as a matter of fact. Jason Weingarten from Under a Cloud of Smoke. We haven't talked to Jason this week. He's got baseball picks on the day, what he's been betting. Want to throw out a uh, possible award takes uh, with him, see what he thinks about a certain pitcher in the American League. And JVT on the Celtics and the Heat momentarily. JVT, Jonathan Von Tobel, our senior NBA analyst, the host of Hardwood Handicappers, the co-host along with our own Kelly Bidlin. As the Celtics take down the Heat in big-time fashion last night, 110-97. to By the way, that score is way closer than it suggests. And JVT is one of these guys who has a ticket right after Game 3, he jumped in on both the Celtics to win the series and the Celtics to win it all. And yeah, again, he did. That's a numbers play. And uh, we'll get his thoughts on that and how bullish he's feeling right now. And uh, we start there before we get to the, the tennis thoughts here because I'm just perusing them right now, the quarters. But that game last night, boy, oh, boy, Boston did what it had to do from the get. You know what the get is, Kelly, right? Yeah. From, from the get. The go. Uh, Celtics went up 20-5 to five out the gate. I don't know what Kelly just said. Uh, 20 to 5, 20 to 5 <laughs> out the gate. Uh, 14 to nothing run to put him up 15 early, 20 to 5. They led by 15 at the end of the first quarter, 35 to 20. He got uh, to 11 at one point there. Then the Celtics took their biggest lead of the half late in the half, a 20 point lead. They led by 17 at the break. And at the break, three pointers. Miami was 4 of 11. Boston was 11 of 25. And that's. The Celtics' strategy to a T in the last two games. Just hoist up as many 
It's a numbers game. Make as many as you can. Crush them. By the way, at halftime right there, what is that? That's a that's a 19-point difference in three-pointers. They led by 17 at the half. Third quarter, Boston led by as many as 23, 18 at the end of the frame. And then the fourth quarter, they led by as many as 24. And the heat, though, and here's where it got. By the way, this is from StatMuse. Celtics in games with 40-plus three-point percentage, so three-point percentage of 40% or more this season in the playoffs, 38-2 and two straight up. Just give me the box score of the, of the three-pointers. That's all I really need. But it was a 24-point lead, and then if you, you know, I think most people sort of did the thing where the TV was on, but they weren't really paying attention. Yep. The spread was eight and a half. The Heat got it within 10. It got it to 10 with uh, with 114 left in the game. The spread was somehow in doubt, but then Sam Hauser uh, either ruined all the fun or uh, made you breathe out with relief, depending on your uh, your viewpoint on this or what bet you had. Sam Hauser with a three with 51 seconds left to play out, uh, th- to put that to bed, rather. Uh, what were we going to say? You gonna- I, it was a, I, ha- I ended up on Boston Celtics team total over 111. Oh, so I was screaming at the scrubs. I'm That's like, come right. on, like, Ma, Ma and Pa are watching. This is your chance to score the Eastern Conference Finals. Let's Ma, go. Ma and Ma Pa. And pa. They're Ma. back home watching. It's a big game, Gil. So the Beverly Hillbillies broke out. <laughs> uh, in the end, Derek White leading all scores with 24 on 8 of 11, shooting 6 of 8 from behind the arc. Marcus Smott, 23, 7 of 12, shooting 4 of 6 from behind the arc. Jalen Brown, 21. Tatum, 21, 8 and 11. All of those guys outscoring the Heat's leading score, Duncan Robinson, who had 18. Again, the three-pointers at the end, Miami 9 of 23, Boston 16 of 39. The percentages, percentage uh, a rate of, of scoring, not much different. But again, Boston hoisted up 39 of them to the Heat's 23. 16 makes to 9 for Miami. Turnovers, by the way, also 16 to 9 in Boston's favor, meaning they had the 9. Jimmy Butler after the game, quote, we're always going to stay positive knowing that we can and we will win this series. We'll just have to close it out at home. Close it out at home. They will try tomorrow night in Miami, which will be concurrent with a hockey game, which we didn't think we'd get necessarily. We thought we'd have two sweeps in the conference finals in hockey. But no, the Dallas Stars beat the Golden Knights in overtime to stave off elimination there. So we will have two concurrent games Saturday night. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Cool, right? Awesome. Great. Like, NHL, you're the more flexible one. Like, move a little earlier. Just yeah. a little earlier in the day, maybe, you know? So how you feeling about this? You you, you feel like the Celtics are going to pull off history? Again, 0-150 history, National Basketball Association, teams down 3 to nothing in a best-of-seven series. Celtics, the conventional wisdom is, and by the way, the Celtics, a three-point favorite right now on the road against the Heat in Game 6. Yep. The conventional wisdom is that the Heat better do it in Game Six, or they're not going to do it at all. Would you agree with that statement? Um, no, no. I think that there is. I I don't want to oversimplify this, but kind of like you've talked about, we talk about very often. I think this this series is going to come down to this three point shooting. Yep. Uh, it, look, it's been much of Boston's the way they play all season. There's nothing new about that. They take a lot of threes. They make a lot of threes. Um, the defensive intensity has definitely stepped up. I think that. I was a little surprised when I saw saw Kyle Lowry was going to go into the starting lineup yesterday. I know they don't have really many options. Like, I mean, the Heat are running out of bodies at this point. And the problem is, Gil, is we saw Lowry last year really – we saw him struggle in his first year with the Heat. 
The one place he seemed to find a nice role this year with Miami, especially in the playoffs, was running that second unit. Whenever when he was on the court last night, he was a disaster. So that gave Vince an injury. So actually, Ling's a little larger than we would have thought. That, I think that right there. I think if Boston were to do the unthinkable and do this, how many people do you think will look back and let's say Gabe Vincent misses Game Six? How many people would look back and say? that Gabe Vincent injury was the key. No, not, I don't not, think many would, but you know what? I think it's underrated. It, it's, I, I said this about Chris Paul during, that, d- during the Suns-Nuggets series when he got hurt, where it's, we, yes, Chris Paul's play has declined, but the lack of depth on a team like that, when he goes out of the lineup, it hurts more significantly than if it was a deeper team. It, where the point Miami Heat are, Gabe Vincent's the same, the same way. Like, we might all laugh at that comparison, but Gabe Vincent at least is a guy that can go in there, has been doing good things for this team. You take another body away, another point guard away, and they don't really have – Kyle Lowry's really the only true point guard left. I thought they would kind of go with more of a Jimmy Butler kind of led offense as far as distributing to open up and keep Lowry off the bench. They didn't. Um, yo, look, the, the Celtics' D has definitely stepped up. That's big. But I'll, I'll say it, man. Like, show me, show me the Celtics winning a game – when you when you have when you haven't shot above your season average in three, would right? it would it shock you if the Heat were up double digits at halftime and coast into victory? No, it would not at all. That, to that's me. where like yep. I, it's not it's nothing not against all. either against either one of these teams. That's what right. did I say off air? Ke- Kevin asked us what, what we thought about this series before we came on air. I'm like 52 percent Miami, 48 percent Boston, <laughs> simply because the. The fact the the if Boston's going to rally off four straight, that is an incredibly tough task to ask any NBA team to do. I don't care how good they are, especially a team that does rely on their three point shooting as much as they do. If they have a night like Gil, if we see the opposite of what we saw in Game Four, that's all it takes. It takes one hot Miami 100%. night shooting from three and one dud of a night from Boston. Bruh, the series is over. That's why I didn't bet it. It's why I respect the bet that everybody made. It's but it's why I didn't bet it. Um, and I also have heat, uh, you know, series price as well in pocket after game one at $2. Uh, real quick, because we'll get to JVT's thoughts on this momentarily, but the uh, the French Open draw came out yesterday. Drew Densick, uh, Dan Weston, and I did a podcast on the French Open preview. It's on the Beating the Book podcast feed. Uh, I couldn't pick two better people to do tennis podcasts with, and I'm talking globally. It's always a blast. But this is, this is the French. This is clay. And so... Uh, Igis Fiatek is going to be a huge favorite, justifiably, uh, on the women's side. She is. And on the men's side, really the only real sort of, I mean, the main debate we had was Weston still believes in Carlos Alcaraz, and Drew is not so quick to do that yet in best of fives. He's still a Joker guy. He's still a Djokovic guy, um, which is, you know, that's a reasonable debate to be had by any. I'm looking at quarters on the women's side here. So Iga's in quarter number one. Now, DraftKings has these. We don't have these in Vegas yet. As far as I can, uh, as far as I can tell, is it when I came in here this morning? So I got nothing in quarter one where Ega is because, and again, if people are like, "Hey, eh, you just uh, you're still in the tank for Ega," let me just give you an idea. With with stats, with, with serve percentages and return percentages, anything like one ten and above is elite. hundred is about average when you combine those two things. When you just add up those percentages, like Ega's like a one sixteen, one seventeen kind of player which is like Djokovic kind of thing on the men's side. Okay. The next best player on clay is like almost eight, nine points worse than that. Eight, nine percentage points worse combined. Like it is, I'm not just talking her up because I love her and she's been great to me. It's, it's in the numbers. 
But if I look at I'm serving sorry. matter more or less on clay, uh, the big thing for her on clay is the it, it matters less. The big thing on the uh, on clay for her is the forehand strength, gotcha. like 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 Rafael because you're going to have more rallies. Correct. Second quarter, I'm looking at it. I'm just perusing these. Beatrice Haddad Maya is twelve to one. That's Elena Rubakina's quarter. Beatrice Haddad Maya at twelve to one would interest me because Anjabur is not necessarily in top health form. Quarter number three, Belinda Bencic at eight to one would interest me. Her numbers are way better than people sort of conventional wisdom reflects. And then in quarter number four, Elena Ostapenko at four to one in the Sabalenka quarter would interest me. By the way, if you're looking for like long shots, serious long shots, I'll give you a couple of those on the women's side right after the break. JVT joins us to talk the NBA. It's a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A numbers game on VSIN, the sports betting network. It's time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM with all your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds, specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state-issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever you sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call one 800 522-4700. It's Gil Alexander. Before we get to JVT and the NBA, let me just sort of repeat what I was saying before on the women's side on the quarters. Uh, not touch again. We don't have these here in Las Vegas yet. But if you're in a DraftKings jurisdiction uh, and others, you will, you will have these available to you right now. So Q1, that's Iga's quarter. Um, Iga's going to win that quarter. Q2, which is Elena Rabakina's quarter, if you will, and Anjabur. I like Beatrice Haddad Maya at 12 to 1 uh, as the best value. Q3, which is, I guess, Pagula's quarter, 
I don't like Sakari. I do like Belinda Benchich, who, by the way, Kelly and I will do our golf and tennis rankings later on the show, our top tens, men's and women's for me on tennis. Benchich is about the is probably the player on tour that I have way higher than most. Oh. And I like Benchich at eight to one Q three if I were to play something in a Q four, which is Caroline Garcia and really Arena Sabalenka's quarter. I like uh Elena Ostapenko at four to one, uh, not as sexy. Uh, I'm talking about the price here. <laughs> Not anything else. Not as sexy a price at four to one as anything else. Now, if you forced me, if you said, Gil, you must play something 25 to one or longer in one of these quarters, you must. I ain't going to make you do that, man. You ain't going to make me do that? <laughs> what, I, I would, what, what I would give you two answers. I would say uh, Elisabetta Cochiaretto in, nice. in Q2 at 28 to one. So I just want to say that. No, her clay numbers are, are awesome. But that's the uh, that's the Haddad Maya quarter that I just mentioned. And believe it or not, in Q4, if you forced me to play something long, it would actually be Sloane Stevens, of all people, at 35 to 1. There we go. Who most people just don't even have on their radar anymore, but her clay numbers are really through the roof. Gil, i got to throw something at you yeah. real quick before we get to JVT, who I know is patiently waiting. Yes. We always talk about this with old-fashioned Donnie Brooks, right? Old-fashioned you know, Donnie Brooks. Yeah. Trip Tepper t- just tweeted at us, yeah. but I did see this tweet from Paul Paps, who works on the uh, Dan Patrick Show. Things you stave off. Yes. Elimination, infection, hunger, and attack. Well, Nothing else. Well, Trip Tepper just said, is there anything right. else you, you stave off besides elimination? I was going to say disease, so <laughs> there you go. That's the list. Yeah. Four. Elimination, infection, hunger, and an attack. Trip. Protect yourself. You can stave <laughs> off a lot of stuff. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Jonathan Von Tobel joins us. He's our senior NBA analyst. He's also the co-host of Hardwood Handicappers, our NBA podcast, which he does with Kelly Bidlin multiple times a week, and a possessor. Can we say a possessor? Someone who has in pocket Celtics series tickets, Celtics NBA finals tickets, right after game three is when he got him. How you doing, JVT? How you feeling, man? Uh, I'm good, although I was getting a little nervous. I thought you guys were staving off talking to me. So <laughs> we, right. It's another thing you could stave off, but we don't want to do that. We have no interest in staving off talking to you. So let, let me, let's just start where Kelly and I ended, which is, you, you, I guess you've got to be feeling good about your ticket right now. Well, let me start with this question. Are you planning on doing anything with it? In other words, are you just going to let it ride at this point? Yeah, and look, to be clear, too, I don't have anything series-wise. I do have the Celtics win the finals at just okay. over 14-1. to 1. So that's the way I approached it. So, no, I'm not going to do anything. Look, it was a small bet at, at high odds. It's You know, you talk about this all the time, right, Gil, in terms of, like, hedging or doing stuff with tickets. You know, if it's life-changing, it's it's always a personal thing. It's not life-changing. So I'm I'm willing to let this thing ride and see where it's at. But in terms of confidence, you know, I, I, I think it's hard not to, if you're somebody in my position, not to start to feel a little bit more confident because – you know, Kelly and I talked about this on the podcast. I'm sure you guys have brought this up many times. If you were going to set up the parameters of a team that could make history, that could come back from what was that three nothing deficit, the Boston Celtics would fit in a lot of those parameters. You know, a one seed down to an eight seed in a conference finals, a team that could shoot and defend the way that they can. They they check a lot of boxes, and the fact that they are now starting to play their game a little bit more over the last two games, I find it hard not to be confident. I also find it hard not to be kind of a a jackass on social media and start tap dancing on the grave with people because it's just fun. Um, you know, cause this is what sports is about sometimes. So no, I, I am feeling confident. I did see you tap dance. This is an aside. We'll get back to the heat and Celtics in it. But I did see you tap dance on some, I guess it was a national media narrative that they thought the nuggets were a boring team. You got all over that, right? Yeah. Well, and I think too, look, this is the non betting stuff. It, you're a journalist, especially a sports journalist. It's your job to find the interesting of stories. Of course, so, yes. You know what I mean? So yeah. I think I think it's very lazy for anybody to come out and readily admit, like, oh, they're just not interesting. Well, then you're just not trying, and you're not doing your job, you know? 
let me let me get back to the Celtics and the Heat. So what you said, what what I said was, yes, any team that had home court advantage to begin with, who lost the first three games but managed to pull out Game Four, you could say this about right, like in a one in a you know against an eight seed, where you're like, okay, this sets up beautifully because they have home court in Game Five. If necessary, they'll have home court in Game Seven. They'll be big favorites. It could come down to the ultimate sphincter game of Game Six. My point, the reason, and listen, again, I'll stress this again. Both things can be true. The bet can be a good one because mathematically it is. It was a good bet, right? And it's also true that you don't have to play every mathematical edge you you find uh, if you if you honestly also don't believe it's going to manifest. And for me, that's where I sort of stopped with the Celtics because to me they're, they're too schizophrenic, right? Like here we are. We, we have two games to show, oh, my God, look at the Celtics. They're so good. But how, how quickly we can forget what happened in the first three games. Would it surprise you at all, the scenario I gave Kelly, would it surprise you at all if by halftime the Heat are up double digits and you're like, oh, no? Not, not at all. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's it's also I like so the, when that game line was set, you know, Kelly knows this. I, I chewed on it for a while, whether or not to even make the bet, you right. know, because th- there was you know, there was a scenario where it's like, like you said, I think mathematically there's an edge here. You know, it ties into that overreaction in terms of the adjustment for game four, all of that kind of stuff. But at the end of the day, I could put a little money on the Celtics win the NBA Finals and watch them just go ahead and just implode in Game Four like they did in Game Three and, and get ousted because they haven't been consistent. So no, I think you're absolutely right. You know, that's it's funny in today's day and age, it seems that you cannot hold two thoughts in your head at once. But I, I think you're right, and I think it can be true that they go on in Game Six and they lose this. But again, kind of going back to like the parameters in which this team is falling under. The other thing that is working in their favor that again would help them overcome this deficit that they had at three nothing. Is the fact that Gabe Vincent is injured. Yes. You have no idea how healthy he's going to be as you move into that game. So I, agree. Uh, I would agree with you, you know? Yeah, I agree with that point so much. Like, I think that's sort of this little detail that that yep. is sort of getting lost in the shuffle. Um, that appears to be an underrated absence for the Miami Heat. Now, now you, you decided to do it for the finals and not for the series, which to me is interesting because um, it is the Nuggets looming, right? And... You feel, I guess, then that the Celtics, I mean, again, it's a, it's a play on a number, but do you really feel like the Celtics would overcome the Denver Nuggets in your heart of hearts? Uh, I think they would. I think they're capable. I Look, I'm somebody who is very high on Boston, as, as Kelly knows and as our audience knows, you know, from dating back to last year all the way throughout this year and, and everything they've done throughout this postseason and had an overwhelming amount of confidence in them and going into the series against Miami. So I, I do think that is the case. And, you know, look, I, it was a mathematic play, but it's also like, hey, man, sometimes I just want to do something a little fun. So let's see if we can get a 14 to one shot to the NBA finals. They're going to be favored over the Denver Nuggets. And then you could talk about positioning yourself and doing some stuff. So those, all of those things, yes, factored into it. I do think they would be able to handle Denver. OK, let's let's talk about game six in a vacuum here, if you will. Um, what what are you going to do with this? What would you do with this if you didn't have your ticket or, or more more to the point? Is there is there a correlation between side and total to you? Yes. So this is one thing that I wrote about yesterday that I kind of been harping on. It was you know, I, I bet the under in yesterday's game as well. So if you're somebody who, like me, does believe in Boston, and, and I think that these sides in this series are very much correlated to the total. You know, look at the first three games. If Miami is going to win these games, they are generally going to have some outlier shooting performances. We saw it in game one, 50% from three, 60% on long twos. You know, you saw it multiple times in this series so far. Three games in Miami won. Three games go over. The, the two games that Boston has won, the two games go under. Boston, when they beat their opponents, uh, defensive rating and non-garbage time in this postseason, a 104.3. 
the fact that they have a plus 15 net rating, meaning that they're blowing their opponents out when they're beating them in all 10 of their wins. So I think that if you are somebody like me who believes in Boston, you could bet the side if you'd like, or also wait to see what happens with this total and bet this thing under, because I think that very much correlates to the side of what you're seeing here for, for the Boston Celtics and the Miami Heat. Okay, so if you if you had to make one bet in Game Six, I'm not saying you are, but if you did, what yep. would it be? What would it be? That kind of thing, a correlated parlay, or would you do a total bet? What would you do? Yeah, I think you know. Look, I I would probably either do the correlated parlay, or for me, the bigger edge would be to play it under the total. You know, I think yeah. that especially if Gabe Vincent, whether or not he plays, I think we can agree. You know, this every other day aspect of this series is not going to help you be fully healthy. If you missed a game with a sprained ankle, you're not going to be fully healed by the time you come around for game six. And here's the other thing, Gil. You know, one of the quiet things about Gabe Vincent, why he's so important. One, it's the ball handling. We saw the Celtics uh, turn the uh, heat over 19% of their possessions, but it's also the outlier shooting. He was shooting 47% from three in this series before he got injured. I'm not sure if that sustains itself either. So even if Vincent comes back, you see a bump of the total, you could still bet that thing under. Yeah. Two days or was it two games ago? I was like, oh, if, if Tyler Hero was ready to come back, I thought that he would be like, yeah, why don't you, why don't you stick off the side for a little bit? You're, yep. We're okay without you. Now I'm, I'm, they'd be like, is your hand okay? We'd love to have you at this point. Uh, how things yeah. change. But the uh, the Heat, three-point dogs tomorrow night. Celtics trying to make history. Heat trying to also make history of their own and win their seventh Eastern Conference title in 13 years, which is just ridiculous also. Thank you, JVT. Appreciate it, man. Talk to you on Monday for Game 7? Uh, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> All right. See you guys. <laughs> We'd love to have JVT if there is a Game 7 for sure. At me, JVT, our senior NBA uh, analyst and, of course, host of Hardwood Handicappers, which he does with our own Kelly Bidlin. Jason Weingarten from Under a Cloud of Smoke on Baseball next. Numbers Game, VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. A numbers game on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Take your sports betting game to the next level this summer with a VSIN Pro subscription. Sign up now for only $9.99 and get access to everything we do, including daily pro picks on all the summer action, including NFL and college football futures, premium analysis from our team of top handicappers and industry experts, 24-7 video access, and pro tools like our exclusive betting split showing you where the public and sharp money is going to give you an edge. Start betting smarter. Visit vcin.com slash subscribe and sign up now. It's Gil Alexander. It's Kelly Bidlin. This gentleman joins us from under a cloud of smoke somewhere in Southern California. You can follow him on Twitter at Spreadopedia and does a little baseball uh, podcast every morning with our buddy Base Winner. Base Winner and Jason Weingarten. Huh. Ah, if I could support them from the womb, I support them till the end of time. Love that you two guys are doing a show. How you doing, Jason? Pretty good. It's uh, it's fun working with Base Winner. I've uh, I've known him for a long time through you, and it's uh, it's always fun to get to talk to baseball, talk about baseball with him. Yeah, Fe- Fezzik texted me. He loves listening to you guys. By the way, the only, he only has one complaint. Do you know what that complaint is? Any guesses? What's that? Because he's a mathematical guy. What do you think the one complaint that he has is? Uh. What, I, I don't know. What is, what is it? Parlays. There you go. Kelly got it. <laughs> Kelly put it in my ear. Kelly got it right there. That's correct, Kelly Billen. Moneyline parlays. He, he he obviously, he has his point about, the, you know, it's never the, the best price for all the legs, and so that offends him mathematically. But otherwise, he loves what you guys do. You're having a good time with it. Monday through Friday, right? I'm uh, Tuesday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. I got the uh, best schedule. Three days on, four days off. Look at you. Jason Weingarten, everybody. Oh, I get that schedule. Tuesday, Dang. Wednesday, Thursday. Just chilling. Um, okay. Can I, I know you, I know you're like, there's not much to talk about, but can I bring up what we talked about off air just as a generality? Am I allowed to bring that up or yeah, no? Yeah. Yeah. Talk, okay. talk about whatever you want. Cause here's the thing. Cause Jason, you know, is known to the listenership of this, of this show and, uh, and other shows now here on the network as, as a baseball guy primarily, but he bets all kinds of things and people love that about Jason. But you also our, our buddy Preston 
who owns the Crawley Town team, which is a League Two team, if I'm not mistaken, in England. You are also League Two. Yeah, League yep. Two. You are also part of that group, correct? Yeah, we're uh, we ended up owning a soccer team in the strange, strange world. Being being as it is, we uh, <laughs> acquired ownership of a soccer team some sometime last year. Not so quiet anymore, Jason. So did did Crawley do everything they they needed to do down the end of the towards the stretch of the season? I know there were some things they had to do, like a win and a draw. To, yeah, yeah, okay. Just so, barely got over the finish line to avoid relegation. To avoid it was relegation, a, it was an incredibly, incredibly challenging first year, um, as first years tend to be in any new business. I would say, but you know, it it just you're never prepared for for all the the things that that sprout up when you buy a a sports team in a different country i would say yeah is that the we'll move on to some baseball plays here in a second but is that the the aspect of this that was the most unanticipated because by the way this is all worthy of a documentary seriously like a 30 for 30 documentary all the different hurdles and challenges but is that is that sort of ant i don't want to call it an anti-american strain but maybe that's fair a a suspicious of American ownership strain? Has that been the biggest sort of hurdle to all this? I mean, the fans definitely had the right to be suspicious of us because we are outsiders and, you know, we, we didn't grow up there and it's not our team. It's their team. You know, they, they're the ones that go to the games every week and care about the team. Not that we don't, you know, we care about the team greatly since we've, we've acquired them too. We're just not from there. We didn't grow up watching them or, you know, it's, it's different to them. Yeah. Um, I think the only thing, you know, n- unexpected is for like for you and me, Gil, like we know Preston Yeah. and anybody who knows Preston, you know, knows he's like the greatest guy in the world. Do anything for Absolutely. you. He's like, like nobody, I've, I can't think of anybody who ever has a bad thing to say about Preston. So it's, it's, it was just a little disappointing to see the fans, you know, kind of going in on him and not liking him. Cause it's like, how can you not like Preston who if you don't like Preston? What owner do you want to own your team? Cause there's, there's nobody that works harder or cares more than that guy. So it was a little disappointing to see that, but I also understand the fans are very passionate. So, you know, we're, we're excited for the second, second year. And now Wrexham's up in the league. So hopefully we'll have some more attention, more eyes on us and, we can put out a winning product this year. Beautiful thing. We're going to talk to Paul Carr uh, momentarily about relegation and and betting uh, Premier League here this final this final weekend of the Premier League season because there's obviously uh, huge implications uh, as far as relegation is concerned. But your your ultimate goal then just pie in the sky would be to have Crawley Town go upwards and eventually be Premier League. Correct. That's the whole nature of this. Yeah, I mean, you know, one one league up at a time. It's, yeah. it's you got to got to go one to the other. There's no no fast lane for promotion, and you know, you saw like Brentford it took them 15 years or so to get from from bottom to top. So we know it's it's not going to be a uh, short journey. But you know, who who hasn't at one point or another wanted to own a sports team That's with their right. friends? That's that's the dream, isn't it? So owning a sports team with your friends. That's absolutely living, right. living the dream, as they say. That's right, man. Good for you. I'm so happy for the both of you. So let, let me let's uh, let's transition to some of the bets you've made here, baseball wise. First of all, what are you betting today? Have you bet anything today yet? Yeah, I got a, got a couple bets today. Um, two two or three. I'm I'm particularly excited about one is a little bit of a uh, heavy lay that I'm I'm not as excited about, but I think it's it's the right play. Um, I laid, I laid minus two thirty overnight with the Astros. It's gone up a little bit, but 
I don't know how you don't lay what what I would consider now a short price versus the the A's until until further notice. I just don't don't understand. You know what what you're gonna have to convince me to bet on the A's daily right now is is not the prices we're seeing. You imagine sitting through those bets? Good good lord. Like yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I, I'm. Can you, can you do you think do you think they're really? Oh, it's, it says it's off the board right now. Or is that? Uh, that might be tomorrow's game. Tomorrow's game, yeah. Tomorrow. Okay. Mm-hmm. Do you think they're gonna win forty five games? Well, I'm I'm starting I'm starting to question myself. We ha- I have brought this up on this show maybe ten times at this point. Whether it was with Spore, whether it was Borchard, whoever we talk baseball with. And, you know, that season, that adjusted season win total on the A's keeps, you know, coming down. And that's exactly where it is right now, right? We're, we're getting into the mid-40s. By the way, Fezzik, who I just mentioned before, he's got so many bets on this under just cascading down, right? Which is just, I mean, so I, I throw the question back to you because I don't see how they call together 36 more wins or whatever it is. Do you? I, I don't. You know, I, I stranger things have happened, but right. somebody asked me if if the the Oakland AAA is would even be the best team in AAA right now, and I said no, they they probably wouldn't be the first best team. They probably wouldn't even be the second or third best team in AAA right wow. now. Wow. So yeah, I, I don't. I I'm I'm a little puzzled myself how they're gonna gonna get to any of these numbers. It's it's bad. How besides the Astros, what did you play? The Angels. I really like the Angels today. Saw the uh, the Marlins played a uh, long game at Coors Field yesterday. Coming down from Colorado, I like uh, like the Angels at home. They're uh, quietly quietly won six of the last seven. See if they can make seven of the last eight tonight. Okay, those two. Uh, one more. Let me find it on the screen. Oh, it's one of my favorites. Uh, Patrick Corbin. Who's excited to take Patrick Corbin plus one oh eight today? <laughs> I know I you am. are. No, raising, yeah. raising your hand. I am. Um, okay. Patrick Corbin, uh, plus 108, uh, going for the uh, Nationals today. So, okay. Now, awards. Have you added any? I know you you stated you're like, I'm going to try to tamp it down a little bit this year. Have you? I added a little bit on Yuri Perez at 100 to 1 right before his first start, just because I think he's probably the best pitcher in the, the National League race. Um, I'm still slightly adding to Jordan Walker because remember 30% of the season's over. That means 70% of the season's left. That's a lot of baseball. We have, we have more baseball left than you'll know what to do with by the end of the season. It is far from over. Um, Jordan Walker is still in the race. And then Ellie De La Cruz, we haven't really talked much about, um, I didn't think he'd be up anytime soon, but now it's becoming obvious that you can't really leave him down very much longer. I think he's worth a shot. I'd like some money on him. I'd like some more money on him. I mean, you know, I send you every video I see of him yes, when he do. does something good. Any yes, highlight, you, uh-huh. you know, when you got a guy like that, you, you want to have some money on him. Uh, just cause he can be a Jordan Alvarez and come up and just put up monster numbers. 35 to one to win national league rookie of the year at DraftKings right now. Shop around as always Bryce Miller. I never hear you bring him up anything. You mean, uh, Bobby Miller, Bobby Miller, the, the, Oh, Bryce Miller, yeah. the, the Seattle pitcher. That's Bobby correct. Miller is the Dodger pitcher. Yeah. Yeah. Bryce Miller. I'm talking. Yeah, he wasn't he wasn't on my radar, but obviously his first six starts in baseball have been dominant, so he's he's run up the board. Um couple, I just kind of against the people. Yeah, yeah a couple I of them against people. The A's. Yeah. 
I, 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 yeah, exactly. I remind people of Spencer Strider didn't even win last year. So, you know, keep in mind that pitchers have to keep this up the entire season to do anything but really get runner-up votes. So that, that does stick in my craw about it. Absolutely, the Spencer Strider sort of uh, lesson. Speaking of which, Michael Harris, what's the dilly, man? Yeah, he's his, his. I don't know. Maybe he just hit a wall. Maybe he's more hurt than he's letting on. But he is very, very, very close to a trip to AAA after winning the Rookie of the Year, which. I don't think anybody would have expected at this point. <laughs> what are the odds of that have been? Jason, yeah, always, a, always a pleasure, man. Thank you so much. Thank you. Always fun. I'm having, a, having, always having a good time talking to you about baseball. You too, my man. Jason Weingarten at Spreadopedia. Check him out. Always fun on Twitter as well. Paul Carr on those Premier League relegation thoughts next. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A numbers game on VSEN, the sports betting network. BetMGM, authorized gaming partner of the NBA, hits the court with a special playoff parlay insurance offer. Place the same game parlay of four legs or more and get back a bonus bet up to $25 if you miss one leg. Enjoy the playoffs like never before with BetMGM's daily promotions, boosted odds, specials, and parlay selection features throughout the postseason. Log in now or sign up and opt in to get back a $25 bonus bet if one leg in your same game parlay falls short. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. New and existing customer offer. All promotions. That's all promotions. Subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi, Nevada, and New York. Skill Alexander. It's Kelly Bidlin live from the South Point Hotel the tip of the strip here in beautiful Las Vegas. Would you call it the tip of the strip, Kelly? About five miles south. Yeah. Tip is beautiful, beautiful day out, though. Oh, gorgeous. Did you walk in this morning and you were like, can uh, we do I, I thought, like, you know, let's back do an to, outdoor show. Yeah, that's what I thought. Like, yeah. back to, like, you know, middle school, high school days. Let's take it outside. From the majestic 
South Point parking lot. Oh, we should no. We should do the South Point pool, and maybe they've they've hired a, a falconry expert or a falconer. Can whatever I, it's can called. I tell you something? Yeah, it's amazing. We're coming here for two hours. We're talking about sports. We're talking about betting. Hey, we won this. We lost this. This is what we think we're going to bet. This is what we are betting. What's the thing that stuck with you the most from yesterday's show? Falconry. Yes, falconry, without a doubt. I, I, I read more about falcon, falconry I still can't even say, falconry yeah. yesterday than anything else. More, more than anything, because I've been to the Encore pool recently several times, but not to the wind pool. And so the fact that this exists right behind my back, I had no idea. I, I, was, t- I was telling the guys downstairs yesterday, I'm like, it's going to be really odd the next time I happen to go to the wind pool. Like, yeah. I don't know what that oh. situation would be. By the way, I should reset. What we're referring to, ladies and gentlemen, yeah, is when you. the crack man was on yesterday, Bill Krakenberger. Somehow, we drift into all kinds of conversations. Somehow, uh, we, Bill casually brings up that he was hanging out because his forearms were burned. He didn't use any yeah. sun, no sunscreen on his arms. And, and, you know, then he said he was out there shirtless. That's a whole other thing. But then, then he talked about how they have a pigeon problem, right? They have a bird problem. And so, obviously, the... The patrons who pay good money to go to a luxury uh, property like the Wynn, when they're at the pool, they certainly don't want birds doing their thing on them. So there is a couple, a man and a woman, who have cornered the falconry market here in Las Vegas who rotate three hawks. Three hawks. That's yep. H-A-W-K-S, by the way, Kelly. Three hawks. hawks. And what they do is when they see a cluster of these pigeons, they fire a laser beam at them, a little laser light, a little red laser. Yep. And that laser beam, laser a little pointer, red, red laser, laser pointer. pointer. And then one of the the uh, the hawks doesn't do anything to the birds, but scares them off. Yeah, they fly to the red and light and casually returns. Birds. Yeah. Casually returns on its own time. I'm obsessed with it. I want it to be my next job. Bro. Uh, but yeah, whenever I happen to be next at the wind pool, Field of course I'm going to uh, go up to one of the people working at the pool and I'll be like, excuse me. Which chair would you say has the best view of the Hawks? And that person's going to have probably no idea what I'm talking about. Are you here for a good suntan? I am not. (laughs) just want to see the falconry at work. Uh, Paul Carr knows nothing about the subject. He's from Topeka, Kansas. Last time he was with us, he's in Iowa. I assume he's back in Kansas. How you doing, Paul? I'm still in Iowa, Gil, and I'm happy to be a guest here on Falconry Today. (laughs) Falconry Today. (laughs) Solid numbers. Uh, Paul comes to us from True Media Networks and, of course, the Expected Value Podcast. You can follow him on Twitter, at Paul Carr. Before we get to Premier League and relegation and all of your bets in the Premier League, this is the final weekend of the Premier League season. It occurs to me, and it occurs to me because, well, you pointed this out to me, that Bayern Munich, uh, Bayern Munich, who has won the Bundesliga title, count it, Kelly, 10 times in a row. 10 times? Can we call this the greatest dynasty currently in all of sports, Paul? Is that a fair statement? I, I guess so, by default, and most of those aren't that close. You obviously have the you know financial differences and things like that in, in clubs and things, but 10 in a row is 10 in a row, and it hasn't been done at, at this high a level in any of the top European leagues. Okay, but this is in jeopardy. Yeah. It kind of came out of nowhere. I mean, Bayern's been in first for most of the season. Dortmund's kind of been hanging around. Uh, Dortmund was in like sixth place, I think, at the World Cup break, but they've been really the best team in the league since then. But even last week, you know, Bayern was still like a minus 300 to win the league, maybe shorter. Uh, but then they lost at home to RB Leipzig, who's a good team, third-place team uh, in the Bundesliga. And Dortmund won their game, and suddenly Dortmund has a one-point lead on Bayern heading to the last day tomorrow. So Dortmund just has to win at home against Mines to win the league all of a sudden and in this run that Bayern's been on for a decade. Wow. And by the way, Dortmund is the team that won the two previous titles, right, before this streak uh, right. by Bayern Munich back in 2011 and 2012. 
So a win and they break the streak. You are betting this tomorrow. Uh, you're not just betting them to win, though. What do you got here? Yeah, so the, the, the odds on them to win are like minus 700 or something, which are, you know, I think it's a little tilted. This is sort of like the you know, end of the NFL season where, you know, weird stuff, motivations in the last week, whatever. So Norman obviously just has to win to win the league. Uh, they could win if they don't win the game, but Byron would have to drop points, which is unlikely. Um, so I feel a little square on this one, but just I'll lay two and a half goals with Dortmund at plus 120. Uh, Dortmund hasn't just been kind of grinding out wins. They've been blitzing people. The last three games, they won 3-0 and 5-2 and 6-0. And they're very much of the, the best defense is to go score another goal philosophy. So I don't expect them to score once and just kind of sit on it. They'd rather just go get a second, go get a third. Uh, mine's also not very good. They're in the middle of the table. Uh, their season is done from a from all, for all practical purposes. They've lost four in a row. Three of those were by at least three goals. So this just feels like a Dortmund party, a Dortmund romp at home as they get their first title in a decade. Dortmund romp, Kelly. Put that in the newsletter. There we go. The Dortmund romp. All right. So Borussia Dortmund, minus two and a half goals, plus 120 in Bundesliga play. That is tomorrow. Now, Sunday... Uh, the biggest thing going on, let's start with the relegation uh, implications here. So Everton, Leicester City, and Leeds, those are the three teams vying to not get relegated, if you will. Two of those three teams will join Southampton uh, as a relegated side in the Premier League. You have a play. Everton is the team in the driver's seat. They've got 33 points, so a two-point lead over yep. Leicester City and Leeds. They win, and they will not be relegated. What's your play on the Everton-Bournemouth game? Yeah, big picture, I don't really trust Everton or Leicester or Leeds enough to pick a side in any of these games. It's one of those they should, you know, they're motivated, they're at home, they should all win their games, but you're in a relegation battle because you're not that great. And so I don't necessarily trust them. What I do kind of trust is Everton's defense, or lack thereof. They have had one of the worst defenses in the league this season, the most expected goals allowed by any team. Uh, both of their outside backs are probably not going to play in this game, so it's a genuine question, like, who's going to be there for them? They may move some center backs to the outside, or who knows what they're going to do from a defensive standpoint. So, I like both teams to score in this one. I got this at minus 110 last night. Uh, does isn't a great offensive team, which is why you can get a decent price, but I really just trust Everton's struggling defense. And Everton will still get a goal because Bournemouth isn't very good. They really probably should have been relegated, but they pulled some good results out and stayed up. So you got, you know, two bad teams. Everton's got to score because they need to win. And I just don't think their defense holds up. They give one up to Bournemouth at some point. So both teams to score minus 110 here. All right, Everton-Bournemouth, both teams to score minus 110. Let's do the old, if I forced you to make a relegation-related bet, if I forced you to do that, what would that bet be? I would probably take Leicester to stay up. So this would mean Everton has to not win, and Leicester does win. That's the simplest way. And that's probably around plus 400. You know, again, don't really trust Everton. Leicester, Leicester's probably the best of these three teams, but they've just been racked by injuries, and it's just one of those wheels fall off sorts of seasons. So I'd probably just take that shot on Leicester to stay up around plus 400 if I had to make you know, one play on the relegation battle. All right, not an official Paul Carr bet, but a if you had to make a right. relegation-related bet. Okay, right. what's, what's your third of the three-pack of plays uh, this weekend? Yeah, so the last week of the Premier League season, there's always a game or two that are just wacky, like off the rails, because no one has anything to play for or whatever it is. 
seven straight years, there's been at least one game on the final day that is at at least six goals, which is a much higher ratio than a typical week during the season. Uh, now, I'm not crazy enough to play like over five and a half, although I was kind of tempted because that would be fun. Um, let's keep it simpler. Just over three and a half in Southampton, Liverpool, even money. Uh, this is, you know, Liverpool is what they've been all season. They're pretty good in attack. Regardless of who they roll out there, they're going to have a pretty strong attacking line in this game. Their defense has been suspect all year. Uh, Southampton, you mentioned, relegated, not so great, especially on the defensive side of the ball. But I think, uh, you know, maybe they scratch out a goal or two or maybe Liverpool just runs riot in this game. But either way, I think this one will be one of the more open games of the day. So over three and a half getting even money on Southampton Liverpool. All right, so the three official picks tomorrow in Bundesliga, Dortmund giving minus two goals and a half at plus 120 versus Mainz, and then Sunday, uh, Everton and Bournemouth, both teams to score, Southampton and Liverpool, the over at three and a half goals. That's three and a half at plus 100. And then in the old game of if I force you to make a relegation play, this is not an official <laughs> play, uh, Paul says the one he would make is Leicester to stay up in the Premier League at 4-1. to one. Paul, should be fun. Big, big possibilities last, in Bundesliga history, man. Yeah, last last day of these league seasons, there's always drama one way or the other, it seems. You know, last year, like, Man City won the title on the last day. I think they were down 2-0. Got to run, uh, Paul. Came back to win that game. And, and, all right, see you. Bye. My man, Paul Carr. Take care. College football with Futech next. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 